0: You're listening to The Marginally Geeky Show, the epically geeky book club.
1: Greetings, welcome to The Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by, well, everyone, uh, for the first time in a while, and possibly for the last time in a while. just kind of depends on how some things are going. Um... Uh, if we haven't announced it on this show yet, uh, well, first off, let's see. Uh, joining me tonight is Chris and Ray, Jennifer and Sean. Um, coming up here in less than a month now, uh, Jennifer is, I don't want to say moving on to another stage of your life, but you're definitely going on an adventure.
2: Yeah, you could so, call it
3: that. <laughs>
1: so what, what, what's going on?
2: Crazy midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Um, so I have quit my job, sold my house, and am leaving everything I know to go to grad school in Ireland. Yay! <laughs> it's great, yeah. I'm not freaking out at all.
3: <laughs> no, I'll, I, I'll be, be worried if you, you weren't
2: you freaking were, out. You are <laughs>
3: it's a lot. I could, have ever been.
1: I could have never done this.
2: Brave and stupid are like on the same <laughs> same level, but thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, but. I'm also in that stage of preparation where I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? This is so dumb. I've got so much to do and I'm not going to get it done. But, you know, Eugene and some friends were nice enough to help me move last weekend, which is a thankless job in Texas in the middle of summer. So I do
3: appreciate it. OK, uh,
1: <laughs> let me just say this, because I don't know if I told you this or not. Um, I, I have... Uh, I have helped several people move. Um, it, Seinfeld had it correct. Like, this is the equivalent of a friendship intercourse. Like, this is the, this is the, this is the big ask. And <laughs> I literally, I had, there was a, a married couple at one of the campuses I worked at and asked me if I could help them move. And I'm like, sure. And I showed up and I was literally the only person oh, no. that showed up so number one i felt horrible for them because i was the only person that you know showed up to help but secondly i was just like oh my god please tell me y'all don't have a bunch of heavy stuff oh no no it's fine we just have a couple of couches and a recliner and this and that and they just get and i'm just like i was there all day uh, uh-huh. but no so we showed up there were several people there to help uh she had a van or a uh, um, truck rented uh most everything was already packed like we we showed up at eight o'clock and we were done at noon. Like, hey, that's um, pretty good. No, that was fantastic, fantastic as as move goes. So yeah, yeah we got it all loaded and beer in the were truck.
4: Yours?
2: Huh?
4: <laughs> you what Sean? <on? laughs> all the pizza and beer were yours. Yeah,
2: they didn't even <laughs> stay for pizza. I, I was like, okay, I'll get oh. lunch, and they were like, no, we're good.
1: My stomach was kind of messed up the night beforehand. Otherwise, I I totally would have stayed. Believe me. So
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it was kind of done record time, but um. Yeah, I've still got a lot to move. And by a lot, I mean like my kitchen and my bedroom and my couch. So I've got to do some rearranging. But yeah, mostly done, knock on wood. So yeah, it's happening though. I don't know um, how many more of these I'll make it on since 8 o'clock Eastern or Central time is like 4 o'clock Irish time. (laughs) Yeah, a.m. Yeah, (laughs) a.m. So we'll see.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we may have to uh we may have to do some maybe like midday Saturday recordings or something. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. So we'll we'll make it. We'll keep going. Um so this month's book, um who picked it? Jennifer picked this one. I
3: picked it. Yes, she did. Yeah. So we have started <laughs>
1: We started last month where everyone decided to pick a book And that's how we were going to go for the next several months And uh, this month's uh, book was uh, Jennifer's pick And it was The Greatest Love Story Ever Told By, pardon me, Megan Rowali and Nick Offerman
2: This was a group consensus book,
1: though Oh, no, yeah, absolutely I mean,
2: sorry, uh, were you asking why I picked it?
1: Yes, why did you pick this
3: book?
2: Well... There's kind of a cult following behind them, right? Especially Nick Offerman now that he's Ron Swanson. But (laughs) I I don't know. I just have always been fascinated with their story. They're both so funny on their own. And then when I found out they were married a few years ago, I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. They're perfect. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I, I didn't even realize this book was a thing. And it just came up as one of my suggestions on Audible. And I was like, okay, let's let's see what this is about. And it was pretty funny. They narrated it themselves and. Um, had a lot of side conversations that we probably wouldn't have gotten in the the written book so
1: yeah um we've read have we have we actually read a nick offerman read book on yeah. the show yet? okay
0: just I, the, I, uh, the bedtime story one
1: bedtime story. oh that's right that's right okay yeah. just that one um i've listened and we even mentioned that before on the show that like he he's a fantastic reader like so his
2: voice is amazing too yeah he
1: has a great voice <laughs> uh so reading this was like oh this is obviously you know gonna be you know at, at least it'll be a quality reading it's it's not like mm-hmm. some of, some of those stephen king books where it's like oh not bad dude you, you you managed to do it and sometimes it's like Ugh, you should have paid for someone <laughs> um but uh yeah no so uh it is literally just the story of them, well, I say that it is—it is their love story, how they met and fell in love, and, and and you know the things that they've gone through. But it it does—they do take some time at the beginning of the book to talk about their upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's hilarious that Nick Offerman is okay. So here's the problem that I I have is that I have a hard time separating him from Ron Swanson, the character <laughs> that he played, because he is kind of so ingrained in that character um her somewhat as well but uh yeah listening to him is just you know i i i can't help but think uh, ron swanson whenever he's he's talking or doing something
0: but Um, i think with her we're
2: so used to hearing her karen voice mm -hmm. that when we hear when i at least for me when i heard her speaking normal anytime i hear it i'm just like oh that's that's how her voice sounds yeah, I mean she has a pretty voice. It's just not what you expect after hearing her on Will and Grace for so many years.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, and see, I was never like a huge fan of Will and Grace. Christie was, and so she would have it on, and I'd listen to it. And I mean, the her character is hilarious on that show. Uh, and I think it's because he does play such the straight man that you know that's why you think Ron Swanson, and she does play just out there and i mean in the book she she's just raunchy like she's just flat out it's like yeah i i was dating this guy before and i had a couple of bad relationships so that's why i waited like what like eight months before i gave him the puss and i'm just yeah. like okay cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh needless to say not a book for kids but uh,
2: <laughs> in case you were wondering
1: in case you were yeah. wondering uh so let's start off with the general thoughts. Uh what were what was your general thought of the book, Jen?
2: I thought it was funny. It it was a uh, um you know, it, it I mean there's a lot of biographies we've read and you know where they narrate it themselves. So it was kind of along that vein, but I I thought it was it was cute to see them together and hear their story and um yeah, I was just laughing the whole time. I mean, there were a few parts where I was like, "Oh my god, this is too cute." But um that's more my, you know, bitter single self coming out. <laughs> but what yeah, I was you,
1: a
3: fan.
4: What about you, Sean? <laughs> um so I never watched Will and Grace. The closest I ever got to Will and Grace was um crap, hold on. Sean Hayes in Three Stooges as Larry Fine. That's okay. the closest I ever got to Will and Grace. And I never watched Parks and Rec. Um, I was actually introduced to Nick Offerman through the Bedtime Stories. Okay. I, I, he was the best bit of Bedtime Stories except for Patrick Stewart because it's Patrick Stewart. <laughs> anyway, um, I actually started watching Parks and Rec tonight. <laughs> I got through <laughs> the first two episodes and I'm like, I need more Nick Offerman. Anyway. <laughs> the, I didn't like Megan that much when she's talking. Her voice bugs the crap out of me for some odd reason. However, that being said, those two are perfect together. Um, I enjoyed the whole biography. There was enough stories to keep me interested, which is for a biography, that's what I need. I need stories. I don't need your thoughts on... Things and all that too much. I mean, want your stories. I want your life story, how you got to this point. And there was enough of that in there. I really enjoyed the story. And I only finished it a few hours ago. So it's still fresh in my head, kind of. <laughs> Good deal. But um, yeah, Megan, her voice drives me nuts. But so you I can think take it with Nick, kind of offsetting it a little bit. <laughs>
2: You think her regular voice sound drives you nuts? Because normally her Karen voice from Will & Grace is what drives I kinda,
4: people nuts. I kind of got that. And the thing with Megan is, <laughs> so I actually went onto her her band site, just because she talks about it in the book, and I'm like, okay, well, and I, it's like Nancy and whatever.com. Uh, anyway, Nancy I went on, yeah, and I watched the videos, And I wanted to gouge my eyes out and (laughs) stab ice picks in my ears. It was just not for me. Um, So that was out. Um, But, like, from the book, you can tell she's got a lot going. Like, she's got a lot of balls in the air. (laughs) Use the pun. Yes. But um, so there's a couple of balls that right off the bat I don't really care for. But she's got so many in the air, like. I would like to see her on Broadway or something like that because I think that would be kind of cool. I haven't seen that so I can't say I don't like it or like it right now but she's got a lot going on and the fact that Nick kept pumping her up for all those different things that was cool. I like that Mm -hmm. Um, and so far the first two episodes I've seen of Offerman in, in Parks and Rec so far I've liked the He's only been in it for like thirty seconds, but he's cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have Roof. to say I um the thing I like the most about them as a couple is that he is so supportive because she is clearly the mo the more successful of the two, at least when they met especially, and he is uplifted her and never tried to bring her down he's like yeah i married up you know she's amazing and uh y- you know just as someone who has been dating and being told you know oh well you're intimidating blah 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 blah. to see a man that actually supports a strong woman is refreshing
5: yes. <laughs> and that
4: was it's fun. really nice i got that from the book too and i mm-hmm. really enjoyed that so
5: uh, Chris, uh i'm sorry no i'm totally done
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That wine spritz are hitting you, hey buddy? Oh Man. god! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I just
2: want a podcast of this—just Sean <laughs> drinking a bottle of wine and then giving Shut his thoughts <laughs> yeah, uh,
4: that should be banned. Oh,
3: dear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. so
1: what are your thoughts, Chris?
0: Um, I thought it was adorable. Again, I'm with Sean. I had a harder time listening to Megan. Um, She's got this sort of, um, not a whine, but it's sort of, she kind of carries on the last sound that she makes a little bit too long. I don't know. I thought, I think her Karen voice is hilarious. And was shocked when I found out when I was like a teenager that that wasn't actually her voice. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Nick Offerman could read the phone book and it'd be pretty fantastic. Um, I did. I thought it was adorable. I appreciated that it wasn't an advice book. I appreciate it wasn't tips. I I appreciate that it wasn't here's what worked for us. So it'll work for you type thing. I like that. It was just a really nice story about two nice people who come from very different worlds. Yes. Who wound up having a lot in common through just life experience and are a team. And the fact that they just are their each other's biggest fans they adore each other. Um, they flirt like crazy, which is really it's, its refreshing. Like when you see it, because they've been together now, I guess it would be for 20 years now, over 20 years. And they're still flirting. When he giggles, when he does his little giggle, I just, it's so cute because you can just see him like blushing a little bit. And um, But yeah, I related a lot to the way Megan grew up. And I, when, I mean, Ray hasn't finished the whole thing, but the parts, there he is, Um, the parts where Nick talked about his upbringing reminded me a lot of the way that Ray grew up. Um, So there were parts of that that I could kind of see us mirrored in, but it's just a fun little biography. And I think it's cute that they called it the greatest love story ever told, because for them it is. And I just love that. Ray, thoughts? Um, how far did you get though?
5: I got, I got fairways in, um, I had a harder time with it just because of the back and forth. It sounded more like a podcast. It sounded more like, a, didn't sound like a book or it didn't, it didn't. As much as it was a story of their, it wasn't really. Like he thought it topics. was a
0: fictional story. I thought it was a fictional. He story. thought it was like an actual, like they would they wrote this story together and it was a fictional <laughs> okay, tale. Fictional, I'm
5: like, oh, okay, we're gonna get a character, oh. we're gonna get an overarching story, we're gonna get world a world building,
0: the whole nine it's yards. Like,
5: nope, this is just them chatting.
0: Based on a true story. Their it was
4: better than the yellow lights or blue lights or whatever the hell you I picked <laughs>
2: See, I
5: preferred Greenlights because at least oh. I knew what I was getting into. This one, I wasn't really aware know. of what I was getting <laughs> I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was at all.
2: Oh, we did do two biographies
0: in a row, huh?
5: Yeah. Like, okay.
0: Well, but he doesn't really know. He, I think for you, you only know Michael Lally.
5: Uh, from her, from, yeah, Will and Grace. And well, the they're probably
2: I, more popular in the U.S. too, right? Because. Yeah. No,
5: well, well, well Nick, not, Nick no, Offerman's no, a, a That doesn't thing. work. I didn't know either of them. <laughs> we, we knew, we them. It was, yeah, I knew of them and, and everything. And it was, it was. Once I understood what it was, it was a decent book. And I, I, you know, I saw a lot of us in the book, oh, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is kind of cool, and I like this idea. But at first, I was like, oh,
0: <laughs> I thought I was getting a real story here, not, okay, not
5: a book. <laughs> I'll listen to your love story, even though it's not the greatest love story ever told. <laughs>
1: Well, that's kind of their that's kind of their thing is that you know you know and it's it's definitely tongue in cheek. This is the greatest love story ever told, yeah, because it's our love story and it's like okay, we understand y'all are, y'all are talking about you. It's not you know if it had come from someone else, like you know some other to be honest, almost any other famous couple, it would be like okay, mm-hmm. sure, it is. but from them it's like okay, this is obviously a joke. Like you're obviously. Yes. Or, yeah um they're both
0: very funny they're both very funny people yeah
1: um yeah. it. Uh, i i really like nick i mean i just nick offerman is just an awesome dude i love his character on on parks and rec whenever he shows up in a movie or whatever he's also <laughs> really funny um but the fact that the man is an actual legitimate woodworker and like
3: Mm-hmm. And, and like so you know
1: i was wondering when you're that. gonna pick up on that yeah he doesn't talk about too much in this book but like i watch other shows and, and and podcasts and stuff with woodworkers who are like like a-list woodworkers and yeah they're friends with him and they have gone to his shop and they work and they're like yes you can buy his furniture and it is very well made furniture and it's handcrafted and i'm just like the fact that this dude could do anything he really wanted in the world, and it's like, no, this is what I want to do. I like working with wood. I like <laughs> this stuff. So I like working said, with
2: wood. You know what I'm saying?
1: Um, <laughs> kind of makes me <laughs> wonder what he puts on that lathe. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> when they brought that into his character on on uh, Parks and Rec, I I loved that because you can yeah. tell he was genuinely having a good time. Um. Doing that, and he, he mentions that uh, whenever they bring her on as a character, they're like, you know, we want to write this recurring character of Tammy, and she's a psychopath, but she has complete control over his character. <laughs> do you think she would do it? And her response is like, only if I get to take my top off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he's you know, and he's like, I've worked with all these different people, and and nothing's ever flustered me except for
4: that, and <laughs> which yeah, your too. Well. I, I did a Google search on, because I hadn't watched Parks and Rec and all that, but I YouTube specifically where Nick Offerman and Megan were on the same scene on Parks and Rec, and it brought me to the one scene where they're out in a, I don't know, it was like a, I don't know, a festival or something like that. Lucy Lawless was on it. Crazy. Yes. Like, yes. It's just Nick standing there smiling and then he sniffs. Yeah. And, She's here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's so scared
2: oh of her in that show. It's god, hilarious. I hadn't,
4: I hadn't seen the show at all. And but after watching the or reading the book, no. Listening. One of my senses is gonna be right. Listening to the book. Oh it's my god. Good. I could see that. I could see them talking about that scene, like not that specific scene, but that chemistry. And it was like, oh my god, I gotta watch this series now. I'm yeah. not gonna watch Will and Grace. No, that's not gonna happen. But uh, Parks and Rec, yeah, I when their chemistry is so funny together. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah.
3: Um,
4: one
1: quick just I jag on that. The first season of Parks and Rec is pretty good. The second season is where they really get yes. the gears going. It hits the ground running, and it and the other thing yeah. is from episode episode one, season two to the very last episode that. That it stays strong the entire time. You will not, you're not going to have I a bad time.
4: Believe it, the first season of Parks and Recs is only like six episodes long. And I can tell that they're like trying, trying to, to, be like, in an office rip off and figure out what yeah. the hell they're going to be doing and stuff like that. It's only six episodes. I can get through it. I'm having a hard time with Amy though, because awkward characters always make me awkward. So <laughs> I'm like sitting in my chair going, Oh
3: God! Oh. They hey, retool don't her character. She's oh. okay. <laughs> like, not
1: as awkward. Like in season two, they figure out where she's going to go,
4: and it's like, Oh no, I you're
1: just hyper confident. I'm gonna get yeah. shit done.
4: So yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it'll happen. And it, it's only six episodes, but yeah,
1: alcohol. Um, <laughs> well, in the book, we they talk about they do talk about their you know them growing up. And he came from a very large family, and he even says, like, he was the black sheep. And it's just like, you're such a straight-leaf dude. How are you the black sheep? And he's like, because I'm the one that acted and went to Hollywood and did plays and stuff. And he's like, everyone else in my family is in public service. They're teachers. They're police officers. They're firemen. He's like, everyone does public service in some sort, and this is what I'm doing. And... They're okay with it. They're just like, Okay, well yeah, that's just what he does. And he's used to having these big families and stuff. And she came from what'd you call it a broken home? Like it was not screwed up home. Yeah. yeah. It's just yes. all yeah. Spade, spade. Yeah. Um, so mom was pushing her into you know, into into uh uh you know, acting and performing and stuff like that when she was there and then dad was never there and then when he was it wasn't a good time. So
5: no he sounded like quite the character uh literally yeah he he was
0: like a b-level actor i
5: did think it was interesting though that he's on that first episode of twilight like the pilot (laughs) uh the pilot of twilight zone that was kind of interesting but um uh but yeah it's just it's hard when you see parents who are trying to get something like that done and then instead of celebrating their kids, they're more jealous of their kids. That's what it kind of comes across as with the relationship that she... Anyway, that's just... He's like yeah.
4: Britney Spears' dad. <laughs> oh,
5: yeah, a fun. little bit. And dear God, is that ever a friggin... Hell yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, I enjoyed listening to that. And, and they do they do address some of the things. Like, number one, I did not realize she is much older than, than yeah.
4: he is. So, but, 11 years? Yeah. 11 years, yeah. um he was 42 and he was 20. Yeah, it's 11 and a half years. 28. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But yeah. she didn't know. She thought he was older, which yeah. I also love. <laughs> she thought they were like the same age. Yeah, he
4: said his age and she's like, fuck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I,
5: I did think it was cute that she like held him at bay for so long because that, that. Okay.
4: Listen to what she says, because she kept saying she held them at bay, but they were, like, living together within, like, yeah. a month and a half, two months. Yeah. So, that was BS. Because like, so he was homeless. That's Even what I mean, got that.
5: I, and that's what I mean. Like, I held him at bay, and then he's moving in in a month. I'm like, that's not holding him at bay. <laughs> like, this... Th-
1: I took it as emotionally. I took it yes. as, oh no, we can be together and physically mm-hmm. be together yes. and date and stuff, but, but you're, you're, not getting, you're not <laughs> getting in here yeah. for a little bit until I know something's happening.
2: Yes. Yeah, she made him like, she wouldn't let him in the house and then she made him s- sleep on the couch or. Yeah, <laughs> right? Didn't she just like keep. Well,
4: if he had to work to his way into the, the bedroom. Blood. Yeah. Nick also says that. He let slip that they have separate bedrooms too. Did he? Yeah, there. There's one point where did
2: catch that? Yeah, yeah,
4: there. He actually says that she has like her own, like something along the lines of lets him into her bedroom. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, I or, remember. Yeah, yeah. i Thought I that
2: was that. when he first came to visit.
4: No,
3: that no, was later parent. on. He. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: Of course. I mean, I've I I I know people like that. They're just like yeah he or she snores and like this is yep. we both get rested and we spend the rest of the day together. And yeah. So, yeah,
0: I know couples like that. It's just yeah. better
1: for their marriage. Yeah. So, um, one of the other things that I also really enjoyed, um, was the, I, and Chris, I, I may even mention this to Christy, and we got to thinking about it. I think we're in the same boat is the fact that even though they have their own thing, they do their own, you know, acting or whatever it is they're doing, uh, two weeks, yeah, that's it. Like they have never been apart for more than two weeks. And Christian and I got talking about it, I was like, I don't think we have either. Like, um, but and he even tells this story of she was, or no, he was somewhere filming and she was like in England. And he's like, Yeah, so I hopped on a plane for basically a 12 hour booty call. Yes. <laughs> to my wife and then flew back just because, nope, it's almost been two weeks. We can't go two weeks without you yeah. there. I was like, Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's 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 sweet. So. yeah
0: i like that he did it because she's he's not afraid of flying like he and oh yeah and he, he doesn't fly. have jet lag and he doesn't yeah. get jet lag so he can survive better with if, the, with the time difference it would be the same if, thing. it would be the same thing between
5: us too because if i was the one in london and she was here for some reason and i yeah it'd been two weeks yeah i'm flying back you know we're having our weekend together and then i'm heading back out because i love being on planes and it doesn't bother me at all no the
0: jet lag doesn't seem to get to you as much no Yeah, but I like that they have because being in that industry, you have big time commitments, big chunks of time commitments where you have to be on location and you have to be there and to be and and you have a partner who's also in the street and they're doing something else somewhere else and they have to be there, too. So the fact that they've made that rule and stuck to it is huge because you see you hear about all these Hollywood relationships that crumble because they just never saw each other because Mm -hmm. their schedules wouldn't let it happen we spent the first four years of our relationship long distance but yep. the longest we ever went apart was two and a half months so that was yes. it and then three weeks later we moved in together so
5: and it hasn't been more than
0: and, it, and then since then since we moved in together about 18 years ago it hasn't been any more than a couple of days maybe usually like a weekend yeah. since then yeah yeah i just don't like being without them i just yeah. don't like being apart And I feel like I get that from them. They just, they're each other's best friend. They just like really hanging out with each other and that's their preferred person. So they make the time and they make the commitment and they make the effort to keep that two-week rule like a hard and fast non-negotiable, which I like.
1: Was there anything else in particular that kind of jumped out at you? I mean, they also did mention the fact that they tried to have kids for a little while there, yeah. but then it just wasn't in the cards. And they're like, all right, well, just not in the cards. And then yeah. kind of have come to the conclusion over time that it was a good thing we didn't have kids because with yeah. our with our jobs, we couldn't have done it. Like, someone would have had to majorly sacrifice and we wouldn't mm-hmm. be in the position we're in now, so.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. I, liked- I like
4: the story about Buddy. <laughs> when Megan was driving and then oh. saw the... Uh, Dogs for adoption Oh sign. yeah. Oh yes. And then calls Nick, and Nick's like, "What the fuck?" And he just wanted to like tell her to go home or uh-huh. continue driving, but he's like, "Fine, I'll go and see," and all that. And they got Buddy, but that was just a great story. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I like their dogs are their kids. Yes,
4: they're when, definitely
5: that couple. Yeah, the one thing that I did like was the suggestion about to, to his buddy uh, about go make cookies, like go in the oh, yeah. opportunity to like, he was going to do a, co- a cooking class and they were going to make cookies and make the best cookies of your life. And he's like, yes, go, go. Cause there's other going to be, there's going to be other single people there. You're talking about, you know, gooey and you know, all these things about, you know, textures and mm-hmm. go for it. Why not? Cause if, if it, at the end of the day, all you get out of it is that you get to make great cookies. You make great cookies. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, I, I liked
2: know. the part where um, he, Nick talks about he's driving down the road and somebody's tailgating him and he just stops the car and gets out and berates these poor kids and all I could think was oh my god if Ron Swanson came up to me while I was tailgating him I would be so scared those I kids were probably scared. like that's Ron Swanson
0: <laughs> if you'd they mean,
2: be like I'm sorry dad
0: like you <laughs> I would know. feel like you <laughs> could you imagine no no, I, I would shrink. Well I and then the way
2: he like berates people who want to take a selfie with him, he's mm-hmm. like, If you meet me on the street, the first thing you do should not be ask for a picture. Like, talk to me, I'm a human being.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, note to self, tell him you like his book first and then ask for a picture.
3: <laughs>
0: but I appreciate but yeah. about that I appreciate that about him is that I I because Megan feels obligated to like you've mm-hmm. spent your it's like when Carrie Fisher referenced it as yes. a celebrity lap dance, yeah. it's like you giving me your money, so therefore I owe you my time, kind of thing. Yeah. So she felt like, what was it? She did this big long run of a Broadway show, and it was eight shows a week. And yeah. she would, after every performance, stand there for like forty-five minutes, hour and a half, signing every single piece of paper because she felt that obligated. that's yeah. obligated. That she yeah. she had to give that to her fans. Yeah. And then I like how Nick's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> We can have a conversation and that's fantastic. But if the first thing you want out of me is my picture and you don't want to have an interaction, then I just, he doesn't have the time. Yeah. So, I appreciate that. I appreciate it's, that. Yeah. Cause there are people too. It's just, we put them on, it's a weird culture. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's very, so good. I was going
2: to say, speaking of her Broadway show, she was um, in young Frankenstein as I can't remember the, her name, but have you guys seen the musical or the movie? I'm sure you have seen oh, the movie definitely right
3: a movie, yeah probably. so she,
2: she's she's the the girlfriend of dr frankenstein and mm-hmm. the one that's like please don't touch me that was her character mm-hmm. so if you can imagine her playing this like ridiculous you know super self-centered it's me it's me, it's me, it's me. Um, Like when I was in that play at the local theater, I was listening to the soundtrack and I was like, wait a minute, that says it's Megan Mullally. I didn't know she sang. Um, So yeah, it was kind of a big deal. Like she was in the original cast for that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. She did probably. And then apparently she does, you know, like cheap theater renditions while she's on Will and Grace. And that's how she met her husband.
4: Yeah. (laughs) I can see Nick as the monster. That'd be cool because they <laughs> end up together. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: that would be cute, yeah. Was there anything else that that kind of stood out for anyone else? Like I said, overall, I I, I greatly enjoyed the book. Um, I, I usually don't go back and reread or listen to uh, um uh, uh, biographies, which, by the way, just uh this is this also definitely goes in the camp of listen to it. Don't yeah (laughs) don't don't i mean i guess read it but try to listen to it because like someone said it was either chris or jen at the at the top Mm -hmm. of the show um i have a feeling there's stuff in here that did not make it into the book form because they just kind of because and there are several times they're like you know what i think this is the first time i've publicly mentioned whatever like my you know uh growing up or or whatever it might be so which i thought was interesting so 'Cause you could tell there are some points, especially when she's talking about how she was growing up, that she was a little hesitant. I, mm-hmm. I kinda got she was a little hesitant. She's like, No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get, get again tell the story, but mm-hmm. it's not something she normally talks about, so
2: Yeah, they definitely went off script a little and then they gave us a bonus chapter oh, at, we had that at the post. end, which is <laughs> cute. Yeah. <laughs> what well,
4: oh. did you think of the bonus chapter, Ray? I haven't gone to.
5: <laughs>
2: Dang! <laughs> Throw him under that bus.
5: I know, right? <laughs> well, I felt it. I felt it. I, I I knew as soon as I heard it. He put that bus in reverse, and he's hitting like. <laughs>
4: I got my seatbelt on. Doesn't matter how big the bump is.
2: <laughs> I will say that I got to see Nick Offerman a few years ago on tour, and he was delightful and hilarious and he he did sing something i remember him getting a guitar out and singing and playing and his wife was not there but he mentioned her so it was definitely a treat if you ever get the chance to see him mm-hmm.
1: which i thought that was kind of interesting he bring up the fact that he plays guitar but that wasn't how they when they incorporated into the show that he's a saxophonist yeah, yeah. I guess that yes. I guess it makes more sense being jazz it would be saxophone than, mm-hmm. than What
2: what's his name his jazz name?
5: Oh my Duke god. Silver. Gee yeah. Silver. Good job. <laughs> Good <laughs> pull. Oh man. She has that whole show memorized. It's
0: I've seen it a few times.
5: <laughs> pretty sure we're going like number 3 or 4. 4. There you go 4. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not ashamed. It's awesome. No, it is a funny ass show. Treat yeah.
5: yourself.
1: Um all right. Well, I guess uh, we'll just kind of wrap up at this point. Uh, like I said, there's, you know, it's, it is a lot of stories. It is a a, a biography. So it's them telling, you know, just stories here and there uh, throughout time, how they met, you know, some of their, uh, you know, how they were raised uh, and just kind of how they handle, you know, celebrity and, and themselves. And Jennifer, you know, does bring up the fact that they are very supportive of each other. It's, You mentioned specifically how he's very supportive of her because when they met, she definitely she was a TV star and he was not.
2: She was Emmy nominated at that point.
1: Yeah, and then and then it kind of flipped like you know Will and Grace went off the air and she's still doing a few things here and there like you know not not a TV celebrity level, and then he hits Parks and Rec and goes through the roof and she's just like, all right, well it's your turn. So, but. Yeah. Alrighty. Um I guess let's go ahead and move on to other things that we've been reading. Would anyone like to go first?
0: I'll go. Sure. have right, been reading Chris. anything. <laughs> uh so I dove back into my smut stash and have been in that pretty deep. I still poor Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we can Richard tell King. by race wow. <laughs> smile. Oh god! He, he giggled. I, just, I giggled because he's geez. actually read one of the books before. Like I one, I've
5: read one, and I don't even think I read the whole thing. I think I got up to like a couple chapters, in and I'm like, this isn't a sex book. What, what? Like, I'm in like three or there's like four chapters in. And there's no sex yet. Like, this is yeah. not a. <laughs> this is
0: not what I, I signed up for. Irritated if it doesn't happen like by a certain point. I'm like, oh my god, I'm halfway through the book and they have not done it. And we just like this is why we read the books
5: that, that right. being said there's times where she'll start talking about one of them and she's like okay so she's a virgin and she can't have sex or she'll die I'm like so how do they get around it because we know what's going to happen
0: because <laughs> he'll come in like he'll see me it's reading like, and he's like so where are we on the bar <laughs> and I'm just like virgin. <laughs> I
1: see her like reading the last page Lord. she just slams it throws against the wall screw that
5: <laughs> well <laughs> that's like
0: i'm reading a ro- i'm reading a romance novel there's going to i, I there's follow things this account. that need
5: to happen she,
0: this i have expectations I yeah this girl that i follow on instagram she calls it horizontal negotiations <laughs> which i love and so i'm like it's gotta happen vice we all know it's happening so let's just you know just let's go let's keep going but i do like build you know, up Yeah, I like the series. I like the story behind it, the world building and all that's really, really cool. And it's very fast paced, very plot driven. So they're just books you just burn through. Whereas Lord of the Rings is, that is a commitment. That's a commitment. So I'm still, that's still on the nightstand. I still have to read the back part of Return of the King, but I have finished the actual story. And then once I'm done that, I am going to go read The Hobbit. And then now I started listening to Shadow and Bone. I started that. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crap. One Shadow and Bone.
0: That's my book next month, which, by the way, if you – there is a show. There's the Netflix show. I recommend – I know
4: I started it, hate it.
0: (laughs) I recommend watching that first and then reading the books because the books um, are very, very different in the way that they're set up than the TV show that I've heard from people who are big fans of books. Very different.
5: So you said do
0: watch the show first? Watch the show. Get a yeah because it it's a nice visual for when you read the like when you listen to the book. Um
5: But it's a very different. And it story. helps with the
0: pronunciations because it's a lot of uh Russian names. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So and it, it's a nice visual for your book. But uh, the this TV series smushes together um parts of the first book and parts of the last book six book six which is different characters and it's a different everything it smushes them together so if you read the books and then watch that show it would make no sense like you'd be mad so do it in reverse gotcha
5: uh ray have you been reading anything else uh re-listening to harry potter um <clears throat> i don't think so no no i've been a lot of podcasts lately Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of podcasts on different things a lot of youtube on uh, woodworking um trying to get ideas for setting up a shop we've we've kind of thrown around some ideas i think we're going to do with a greenhouse so that we can open up the the garage is going to be a complete shop rather than have anything in there other than uh, my work stuff stuff, yeah Mm
0: -hmm. Um, you should get your thing that you are working on
5: Oh no! Yes,
0: no, yes, I have said it. When we're done, he's uh, gonna when get we're the done, thing. I will
5: get. Yes, sure. sure um, uh, so yeah, a lot of, lot of different types of woodworking mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, just, it's been a nice vacation so far. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah, good hey, deal. Yeah. Uh, Jen, I'm sure you probably haven't been reading. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a little busy.
2: All my free time is packing or crying in the corner, rocking Come back on. and forth. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm just tired.
4: <laughs> Sean, have you been reading anything else? Um, hold on. Let me turn this down a long time. His, the label uh, on
5: his uh, drink that he was drinking today.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he didn't read it Pretty too much. well because he, <laughs> he thought
0: it was something else. Yeah.
4: I just finished the book we just talked about. Um, that's important (laughs) Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter I read that under Eugene's um, recommendation I didn't mind it well I had already seen it like years ago so I've forgotten about it not a big deal good Um, just
1: forget about it Yeah.
4: it was an interesting take on it Um, I like how they weave fact and fiction a little bit um I wasn't I think I would have preferred if it was like a narrative story rather than a series of letters. Mm-hmm. That kind of threw me. Um and I would have liked to have found out a little bit more after like that the writer that got all the letters and the journals and stuff like that. What happened afterwards. And I I'm pretty sure you said there was a book after Abraham yeah. Yeah. Uh The,
1: the Last book. American Vampire.
4: Yeah. So we'll see. And then I was gonna start what the hell was your choice? Um Shadow's oh, lot. Oh I was gonna start Salem's Lot. Oh, okay. However, apparently I got the wrong freaking book. So I'm gonna have to do uh that blood and guts one which, Shadow
3: um, and Stone. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, You're which,
4: gonna have uh,
5: such a headache tomorrow.
4: I'm Man. scared of that I'm book because you. I like watched the first three quarters of that first episode on netflix or whatever it was and absolutely yeah. hated it so okay we'll see how the first book goes <laughs> well if i don't a, see you
0: next month i'll know how it went
4: <laughs> uh, it might be a 1. 1.5 1.75 i always listen to my audiobooks at one but i ended up going to 1.5 to finish this one tonight and i found out i can do biographies at 1.5 it's not be too, too bad but stories i'm not good at but i might end up doing that if i don't like the book
0: <laughs> oh yeah and she it's a it's a female narrator and it is yeah i would understand if you read it at a little faster speed for sure
4: yeah, okay so yeah i gotta get that book mm-hmm. do that for next month <laughs> uh just real quick so we
1: had my geeks weekend get together over the last weekend or week or so here uh, my buddy Lewis came up to visit, and he was complaining to me that he can't listen to books at three times speed. And I'm just like, you are a madman.
2: What? He can or he can't?
1: Can't, because it won't let him. It yeah. used to, but it's not on there anymore. Yeah. Lou? Yeah. Um, I feel like
2: Audible gave me the option to do more than two times this time, and I was like, mm, really? So?
1: Just check right now.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, or maybe maybe it was something else. That, but I thought, I'm pretty sure it was the, with the books. Maybe it was podcast. Anyway, um, I was oh, just like, you're a, you're me? a madman. Um, you can go to three and a half on Audible. Okay, so maybe it was maybe it was podcast. I think
2: podcasts, you can't podcast. go that fast. Ooh, let's Which try that. I was um, I've gotten in the habit of listening to books at one and a half or two, and then my podcast usually at two. And my friend came in today to drop something off and I had my podcast on and she was like, how do you listen to that so fast? And I was like, girl, if I if I don't listen at double speed, I'm not going to get through all my shows every month. Like, I got a lot of stuff to listen to.
4: Welcome to my world.
2: And you just uh, get
0: used to their voices like that. Cause...
4: Oh, God. Three and a half speed is like Alvin and the Chipmunk on
0: I was just going to say, <laughs> how do you pick anything up? It's just blah, <laughs> blah, Well, see, at
3: two
1: times speed, it's so normal to me. Like, I was telling uh, – I, I, when we rode down here, I'm. if you're watching the video version, I'm obviously not in my house. I'm in a vacation house on the beach. I rode down here with Joseph, and I was, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I, I have a hard time driving anywhere because – the boys are usually fine. They're in the backseat doing their own thing. And I'm just like, Christy, do me a favor. Just please go to sleep. <laughs> because oh. she cannot stand me listening to stuff at double speed. And if I have to listen to it at single speed, I'm just like,
5: oh. <laughs> 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 So driving. Um, see, that's see, why I, just, I stay on single speed. Because then if I'm in the car, it doesn't matter who's in the car with me, we're all listening to the same speed. And I, I'm okay with that.
4: <laughs> uh, my biggest so problem interested. is whatever – Accent or language I listen to, I pick up within 10 minutes. So if I listen to something at two times speed, no one around me is going to understand what the hell I'm talking about.
5: (laughs) What the hell? Sean, we all ignore you at work anyway.
4: Yeah. I know, and you suffer for it.
1: um i actually went through four books um i kind of i've had an interesting thing happen i ran through four books i still have a credit sitting there from last month i i've hit some kind of a mental block and i'm like i don't know if it's because i'm on like not at work i'm technically on vacation and i'm just like i just don't want to get into a big story right now uh but i did go through four books um i went through twenty thousand leagues under the sea um it's all, I mean, it's, it's a classic, so it is kind of what it is. I, I read
4: freebies, Fran- I picked that one up too.
1: Yep, uh, actually, all four of these are freebies. Uh, Frankenstein, um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Um, I enjoyed it. It's once again, we're talking about classic horror, so the, the horror is yeah. more so in the ideology than yeah. the actual actions or anything. Um, I listened to Winnie the Pooh, I thought, what the hell? <laughs> um, I kind of needed something extremely light and fluffy because the, the first of the four books that I read was something that's been on my list for a long time. I never bought it, and it moved to the free version. So I was like, well, hell, it's been on my list. I might as well read it. And it's New Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Jennifer and Chris have both mentioned reading books or or sh- listening to some reading something about climate change and just feeling desolate and yeah empty on the inside like there's just no fucking hope <laughs> do not read this book because this is what th- this is that but yeah. on on the cool. fact that Oh yeah, hey, so we're going to go the World Bank is going to go into a a country and basically offer them loans that there's no way they can ever pay back and default on and as a result, oh, we're going to move our military in and we're going to do shit and
2: The Iron Bank
1: It does not Bravo. sound Yeah, it does not <laughs> sound like like he wrote this as a as a biography and I have not heard or read anything that says what he is saying is um not factual it's just kind of one of those things that like like he says he pushed off the book writing it several times because people told him if you put this out there like you are not going to like someone's going to kill you like because he mentions there's two different factions there were the economic hitman those were the first people they sent in to try to take care of the situation and then the other side which were literally like oh yeah the cia invaded and deposed the dictator and it's like because the economic hitman didn't manage to get the job done so it's like, okay. And it's interesting because at the end of the book, he does talk about ways to fight back, do things. And a lot of it is um, based in, in environmental things. So there was kind of an if uplifting thing at the end, b- mm. but still the whole time I'm listening to it going, I'm going to finish this book, but my God, I need a shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Just Literally,
0: bad. So, yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, that's the only... That's the only things I read, and like I said, I did it, Winnie the Pooh, then Frankenstein, then 20 Leagues Under the Sea, and I just kind of hit the mental block, and I was just like, I'm going to keep listening to podcasts, but I just – I've actually listened to some music here and there, which I never do, and I don't know if it's just because I'm on vacation or what, but so – because otherwise the list would have been a lot longer because I've been doing a lot of work around the house, and I had a lot of time to listen to stuff, and I just have chosen not to do it, so – in fact, to I did a point start, where uh, your
2: brain just can't absorb any more stories, too. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to remember. Be... It's too much.
1: Yeah, because I even downloaded a couple more free ones. Um, or did I? No, I also listened to Blue Shift. I'm sorry, I did listen to one more. It's another free one called Blue Shift. And I listened to it, and it was okay. Uh, a lot of the characters in there were just not – it was just – bad people and i'm just like why why do i care about any of these people if all these people die i'd be like hooray (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i've got a couple other ones downloaded i just haven't started them i'm just not kind of in the headspace like you were saying so um well that is our show for the month ladies and gentlemen our next book is i've already forgotten
0: shadow and bone
1: (laughs) Bone. there you Uh, go (laughs) see i'm not the only one
5: (laughs) eugene's excited (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. No, actually, I'm, 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 you know, ready to kind of get back into it. So, um, yeah. So our next book is Shadow and Bone. Um, our August book is Project Hail Mary, and yes. September book is Salem's Lot. So, those are the the three upcoming books. If you're reading along with us and would like to, you know, read along as we as we review them. So, um. That, like I said, is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, It does really help out. Um, In all honesty, though, like, if you enjoy our book club show or any of our shows, tell a friend. Like, literally just say, hey, you seem to like this. I think you would like this show. It would really help out, even more so than, you know, a five-star rating or a review. So um, you can always check us out at epicallygeeky.com, where you can find the rest of our shows to include uh, Epically Geeky Show, the Creatively Geeky Show and Sustainably Geeky Show. Um, and then you can follow us on social media at Epically Geeky on all the respective platforms. Where can we find you online, Chris?
0: Oh, you can find me here and Epically and Creatively and Sustainably, which I do believe we're doing a show next week, Jen? Yes. Because yes, I, <laughs> I never remember. <laughs> That's the one I remember. Um, and on Instagram at Rose and Hummingbird.
1: Ray, where can we find you online?
5: Uh, the Reluctant Yeti on Instagram uh, and stay the hell away from Twitter because it's even even worse than what it was like three weeks ago. So. <laughs> yep. Uh,
1: Jen, where can we find you online?
2: Um, you can find me here occasionally on Epically Geeky and I host Sustainably Geeky with Chris and um, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Me. Sean, where
4: can we find you online? um epically geeky here your favorite broken toy on instagram
1: i think and as always you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at OptimusGene gene on facebook instagram and twitter for everyone on the site have a good night